0: Welcome to Knowledge for Caregivers. My name is Kathy, the host of this podcast. Since I have been a geriatric nurse for almost 10 years, helping seniors age in place, I'm going to give you the knowledge that I use to help my own family so you can help your family. Welcome back. Today I want to talk about hearing problems, And how older people do have usually hearing problems, also how that relates to dementia. I also have some tips, though I will be honest with you, sometimes it's not always an easy solution dealing with a person's hearing loss as they get older. According to the National Institute of Health, about one in three Americans, or one in three people from the age of 64 to 75, have hearing loss. After the age 75, about half of the people have a hearing loss. Therefore, if you're taking care of an older loved one, probably they are having a hearing problem. Hearing loss is just one of those things that happen because we've been exposed to a lot of noise, just aging, just disease and hereditary. The problem with people who have hearing loss is that they begin to withdraw because they're having trouble having conversations with friends and family. I know a lady who has been coming to a club of mine for the past six years. Six years ago, she was this dynamic leader. Slowly, I have just seen her withdraw into herself. And I know one of the biggest problems is she just cannot hear. She's also the type of person that honestly has always thought she was healthy and has never gone to the doctor. She just continued to let the hearing loss get worse and worse. By that time, many times they are just not willing to wear hearing aids. What does hearing loss cause problems with? Of course, as I said, it has problems with going to family functions, but they may not understand what a doctor is telling them because they can't hear them. Maybe they can't hear warnings or or horns honking when they're driving. Maybe they can't hear doorbells or fire alarms. So we don't think of hearing loss as just, okay, they can't hear us very well, This also can cause multiple health problems and risk factors. One of the biggest things that people often don't think about with hearing loss is depression. Because as people can't hear they withdraw from society. Many people will give up going maybe to church or to their social events. Hearing loss is especially pronounced when people are in with a group of other people rather than just on one on one with people. Studies have shown that The adults with hearing loss have a greater risk of developing not just depression, but also dementia. Cognitive abilities decline faster with those with hearing loss as compared with older adults. My husband likes to play the guitar and he likes to get in his room and play it very loud. And this has always been a concern for me because I'm like, honey, you're going to have hearing loss when you get older. He just insists that he can continue to play his music loud. But it's definitely something that if you're younger, that you can start thinking, oh, maybe I don't need to always listen to the music that loud. Unfortunately, when you're dealing with younger people, or even middle aged people, they don't ever think there's any consequences to the ways that they take care of themselves. The thing that begins to arise with scientists when they look at hearing loss and dementia is do they develop dementia first and then the hearing loss? Or do they develop the hearing loss and then develop dementia? So what are some signs that your loved one is beginning to experience hearing loss and that maybe you need to encourage them to get some help? Things like when you're just talking on the telephone. I think the ability for someone to hear over the phone is worse than when they're looking at you face-to-face. The reason is when they're looking at you face-to-face, they can kind of look at your expressions and your lips. This of course also made things really hard during the COVID pandemic. I went to many people's homes and they were definitely very frustrated about the mask. Some of them said, just take it off. I don't care about COVID. I wanna be able to look at your lips and be able to figure out what's going on. It was kind of a balance and most of the time I said, no, I've gotta wear my mask or we need to stand outside. Again, it's hard for people with hearing loss to follow a conversation if there's more than just two people in the room. So when the family gathers, it's very easy for them to become frustrated. And they don't want to be always saying, I can't hear you. I don't feel a part of the group. Another sign is that people are often saying, what did you say? A big sign when you know that somebody has hearing loss is when you walk in and the TV is about to blow your eardrums out. They begin to complain that other people are mumbling. So they don't say they have a hearing problem. It's just that other people aren't talking clearly. There's also a lot of changes to the pitches that they can hear. And the people who have hearing loss, the people they are not able to hear very well are women and children. We have a little bit of a higher pitch most of the time. Therefore, that's usually the range that people who begin to have hearing loss say that they cannot hear. One of the things that I try to do when I go into someone's house who does have a hearing loss, first I talk normal because, you know, between my lips and hand gestures, they might be able to figure out what I'm saying. But if they can't hear me, I try to go deeper and a longer volume with a deep sound, which is hard for me to do, rather than just louder with a high-pitched sound, what happens in hearing loss? So some of the hearing loss can be damaged to the nerve itself. And when there's damage to the nerve, you know, there's not much chance of recovering that. Other things are damage to the actual sound wave. So when you're hearing, sound waves come in and they bounce across bones and fluids in your ears. So sometimes this can be caused by wax buildup, fluid, a punctured eardrum. So sometimes you can actually restore some hearing loss to those. Sudden hearing loss is always a medical emergency. So if somebody's hearing normal, and then all of a sudden they cannot hear, that is definitely something to take them to the emergency room and get checked out very quickly. Most of the time, the hearing loss that we're talking about is called age-related hearing loss. It just comes on slowly. It affects both ears, and it just kind of creeps up on people, and that's why they don't notice it. I remember when I was in sixth grade, I was going down to the nurse for my annual eye exam, and all of a sudden... I could not read the eye chart. I was actually freaked out because to me, my seeing and my vision was perfectly fine. I went home, I told my mom, hey, I couldn't see the eye chart. So of course, we went to the doctor, got me some glasses. And of course, I was absolutely amazed at the difference of putting on glasses. Obviously, my my sight wasn't terrible, but it was enough to wear I noticed it when I put glasses on. I was like, wow, I didn't know the leaves were so crisp. I didn't know that you could actually see the different lines of the chalk on the chalkboard. That was back when my school used chalkboards. Some of the first signs of hearing loss can also be what's called tinnitus or just ringing in the ear. Ringing in the ear, if somebody's complaining about, is definitely something to get checked out. It can be caused just by earwax. It can be caused by medications. It can be a sign of high blood pressure. The reason that I talk about tinnitus is that I think I've mentioned before, I struggle with fibromyalgia and I don't remember the medication, but there was some medication that they put me on. And literally after one week I was having horrible tinnitus. Uh, I went to the doctor and I said, I don't really want to take this medication because I feel like it's something that might be contributing to hearing loss. So if you start a new medicine and then all of a sudden you start, develop tinnitus, that medication may be damaging your hearing. If you've had tinnitus all along, then that medication would not be an indication for it. But this was the first time really I started to have tinnitus and ringing in my ears. Unfortunately, after I stopped that medication, I still have ringing in my ears. I do have to take some medications that I know is a risk factor for tinnitus, but I've tried to take the least medication that I can to keep down those types of side effects. Diabetes and high blood pressure can also cause hearing loss. The thing that we do with hearing loss is that we encourage people to get hearing aids. Unfortunately, hearing aids are not like this simple piece of machinery put in our ears like glasses were to me. You know, I put on glasses, I could see so well. But when I had to go to what they call progressive lens or what we used to call in the past bifocals, that was a huge adjustment. I had headaches. Everything felt dizzy. I had to look through my glasses differently. That was like six to eight weeks of trial and error sticking with those glasses when I really did not want to because I knew I needed them. That's a little bit of what it's like to put in hearing aids. I've never had hearing aids, but I had a person who's actually younger than me. She said it took almost a year to get used to them. One of the things we need to do is encourage our older people to get the hearing aids sooner and to realize it's going to take a while to get used to the volume. It's not the same as having our own ears. One of the big reasons that people stop wearing hearing aids is just they cannot get used to it. Even with hearing aids, it's really important to make sure to have the person who has a hearing loss feel in part of the conversation. So the thing that you can do is to make sure when they're in a group, include them in the conversation. Try to find quiet places. Remember this lady I was telling you about when we would have a small meeting at a restaurant, her complaint was she couldn't hear. So we then tried to have meeting places at someone's house where it was not so loud. So if you're going to go to a restaurant, you know, don't make that a time that you're also going to ask a lot of questions of the older person. Stand in good lighting, use facial expressions, and use gestures to give people clues to what you're saying. I have a client who can't hear, and she wears special hearing earbuds that allow her to hear the TV without having to be turned up so loud. So when I'm looking at her, I kind of show her, I said, do you want to put these on? Face the person and speak clearly. Maintain eye contact. Go a little more normal than shouting, but just a little bit louder. And try to speak slow, but naturally. So we don't want to go too slow. Make sure that they can see your mouth as much as possible. I know in this day of COVID, it's a little bit difficult. When you're in a group, it's easy to have the conversation bouncing back and forth. Just try to have one person talk at a time. Stay positive, be relaxed and ask them, how can I help you? If they don't really want hearing aids, there are other things that you can use. There's these mechanisms that are kind of like a microphone you can put in their ears and you can just speak into that. I've had people use that. You can also buy devices where they can hear the television so you don't have to have the television up so loud. There are many ways to deal with hearing loss. Unfortunately, I have had clients who's like, nope, not doing it, or they get the hearing aids and they're just, it's just too much work and they're not doing it. That's why it's really important to try to get it early on. But even my dad who has hearing problems, and he's going to turn 90. I can't get him to wear hearing aids. So sometimes you just do the best that you can. But hearing loss is real. Try to include people as much as possible in the conversation and do what you can to alleviate the depression that sometimes follows with that. Thank you for listening. And I'm so glad that I finally have relief from my heel and I can be doing this podcast more consistently. Thank you for listening to this podcast. The information that I am giving is meant for informational or educational purposes only. They are not meant to replace the advice and consent of a person's primary care doctor or physician. If you wish to send me an email, you can do it at info, I-N-F-O, at symbol, Kathy's Consulting, K-A-T-H-Y-S, c-o-n-s-u-l-t-i-n-g.com or you can check out my website at kathysconsulting.com I would love to hear from you. Thank you for going on this caregiving journey with me.